Queen. Welcome to the Light the Sky podcast, where we are on our fourth discography. Starting Queen, we're going to take you on a 15-album track-by-track journey through the highs and the lows, the band. We are going to debate every song. We are going to love or flush, terminate or buy each track on every album. We've been doing this for almost a year now, and we're happy to have you with us as we jump into our fourth uh, discography. A little premise on the show, a little background. Uh, we're four guys that didn't grow up with any of this music and uh, uh, really just were introduced to it by our parents or, you know, just even discovering ourselves um, and really uh, just kind of into this era of music that uh, was really uh, not just about the music, but about the live show and about really that uh, that multi-generational artistry that, you know, would 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 really just light the sky and really this the inspirational namesake from the show coming from the Van Halen track. And we've covered Van Halen, we've covered Metallica, we've covered Pink Floyd, and now we're on Queen. Uh, we're a show of opinions. Uh, we're a show of uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun, you know. Just just to put it uh, to to put it simply. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, myself this week, and I'm going to give my introductory statement. Uh, then we're going to go track by track down the row. Uh, we're going to go uh, debate every track. Then we're going to have a little bit of trivia, and then we're going to get to our love it or flush it section, which is always a lot of fun. So this week I'll start. 1973's Queen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would say that it is an album of, um, you know, purpose. They knew who they were. There wasn't a lot of finding themselves. They, they had their tones right off the bat. They had their sound right off the bat. And I really appreciate that coming out of the Pink Floyd discography, which took, um, you know, eight albums before Nick Mason could pull off a drum fill. So uh, definitely, um, you know, love the virtuoso right off the bat. And uh, I mean, really, it's a, it's a band. It's a full band effort. I mean, there's there's you know, bass lines to listen to. There's guitar solo. There's, uh, there's just Freddie screaming. There's drumming. There's creative instrumentation. There's creative song structure. Um, so, you know, I really appreciate the full package, even if it isn't is at like quite firing at all cylinders level, you really see the band and who they're going to become right off the bat. So really in a lot of ways, close to Van Halen one, uh, and just, you know, having, having their, uh, their craft refined right out of the gate. So with that, I'm going to give it a seven, 7.5 and uh hopefully um you know more to come here from queen looking forward to it because uh you know i'm kind of a fan of the uh, deep cuts of queen not really a fan of the hits and we're gonna get to, to a lot of fun times when we get to uh uh we will rock you and bohemian rhapsody where i will have my finger on the terminate button for sure so we'll see which, uh, which way i go with those because wow, okay. i am no fan of those songs but i definitely found some to appreciate here so again 7.5 and alex let's hear your opening Sure, sure. So yeah, maybe just a quick, quick. Uh, since we're starting a brand new band, I'll just do a quick sort of background on how I got into Queen or how I discovered them. And, and as you mentioned, Mark, that uh, we are, uh, well, we were born after this band was was really around. So I mean, I was born in 1993. So I, I guess maybe my introduction to Queen uh, might be pretty obvious, but 
you know, obviously hearing We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions. If you go to any kind of sporting event, those songs are sort of ingrained in your psyche and are all over classic rock radio. Uh, Freddie has always been one of my top three rock voices ever, possibly the greatest rock voice ever. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, like I said, being born in 1993. Uh, uh, <laughs> kind of funny, but a, a big reason I got into Queen was I had a, a huge love for the Mighty Ducks movies. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> yes. those at all, but D one, D two, and Emilio yeah. Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course the famous scene in the first D one when Charlie Conway scores the uh, penalty shot at the very end with the helmet off, and We Are the Champions starts playing after he scores the goal. I have fond memories of trying to recreate that in my living room with my little <laughs> shinny hockey setup when I was a kid. So, and then my, and then my dad buying me news of the world on cassette. Uh, I don't think, uh, he knew what album to get me. I'm just like, I, I, I want queen. Give me, give me something. And he gave me news of the world on cassette. So I remember, uh, listening to some of that stuff, but, um, yeah, a, a favorite, this album, uh, particularly maybe has my favorite queen song of all time on it. But again, a, a band that I haven't listened to all of their studio albums, and there's actually a lot that I haven't heard. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm sure favorite songs are going to go away and I'm going to discover new ones. So, uh, for this album, you know, my, my dad, again, being a, a big fan when he was a kid, uh, he kind of discovered this band. He got the imports. He would dub their LPs to tape and draft up and kind of draw his own album covers for the stuff. So he, he kind of got me into this band, So especially this first album. So uh, I'm going to give this first album a, a 7 out of 10. Uh, I, I said it's an incredible debut, but this is where I might differ from Mark a little bit, where I said that I kind of feel like the band is still trying to find their sound a little bit. Uh, there's definitely some songs on here where it foreshadows like the golden era, uh, like A Day at the Races, and some of those huge mammoth tracks that they're so well known for. You kind of hear it creeping in here. But also I appreciate some of the prog and the folk experimentation uh, in some of these songs. And uh, production... You know, could be a little blown out at times, but um, overall, I, I think it's a very strong debut. So, yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Sounds good. Kevin, where you at? Yeah, I uh, just, just kind of went in not knowing what to expect on this one, which I was very excited about because man, I, I may have heard some of these songs before, but, you know, not to my recollection. So just put it on brand new and fresh and... I was surprised, you know, track one, I'm hearing the band Queen, and I know instantly that this is that band, so I was very happy with that, I came out of this, you know, very, uh, not to give anything away, but I was like, oh, you know, this, here, here it is, and I'm gonna kind of be on more of Mark's side and feel like this is, you know, wow, this is their sound, they knew what they were going for, and and here it is, you know, that they they certainly kind of knew their their market or, or what to uh, record once the red light was on in the studio. So I appreciate that. And uh, I'm going to give this one a seven out of 10 as well. Chris, uh, last uh, but not least, what are your thoughts on the, this album? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I kind of am hovering kind of between you and Alex a little bit, maybe a little bit more on Alex's side, but I'll probably give it a little bit higher rating. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, this is a muscular rock record. Uh, I mean, the riffs on here were, it was kind of nice just being so like bludgeoned with the hits. You kind of forget that at one point early on, yeah, Queen was just a, 
Yeah, they were a heavy rock band. Yeah, kind of across the board. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Yeah, there definitely are elements of their sound here. But like Alex said, I think I still feel they're still finding. They still haven't quite nailed their identity yet. And some of the musical ideas, while great, sometimes they just don't all gel together. Where you've got like a really awesome riff, and then it kind of goes into a weird kind of. Uh, and I think on later albums, I think they kind of get that down a little bit better. But I, I, I hate to admit, I mean, yeah, this, you know, I, yeah, just from a basic, like, meat and potatoes rock guy, I mean, I, lo- I love this album. Yeah, really, I was kind of surprised how much I liked it. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is probably as traditional as they would ever be. I mean, kind of like how Rush was on the first record, where it's almost unrecognizable to what they would ultimately end up going to, where it's like, oh, who is this? Again, not that there aren't, I mean, there are some, uh, there are some Brian solos on here where it's like, okay, there's Queen, yeah, this is the Queen. I mean, yeah, it was still there, like you said, Mark, it was still... Th- yeah, I mean, there there were elements of their identity already in place, uh, but it wasn't, yeah, there's still uh, a lot of their influences. You can see, like, other bands out at the time, there's a lot of Led Zeppelin on here. There's some Sabbath, uh, like I think Alex said, yeah, there's some kind of folky kind of, uh, uh, like, Southern rock kind of elements, which kind of surprised me a little bit, which were very cool. But again, yeah, sometimes it just kind of threw you off a little bit, like, well, that's kind of weird, where sometimes it doesn't flow very well, but... Uh, other than that, though, I mean, this is, I can't imagine, yeah, seeing, yeah, these guys in 73 live, I'm sure it was probably a hell of a, of a treat. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. yeah, you could, you could just feel the energy, whether or not it's completely developed or not. Yeah, you can tell, yeah, there's, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the hunger and the energy is, is, is ripe here. Uh, so I'm gonna, yeah, when, after, while saying that, I'm gonna kind of dig closer to what Mark said. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. So, unlike Pink Floyd, uh, we are not all over the place on this, and the consensus seems to be pretty good uh, with the debut album. So, let's see if that holds up. Kevin, take it away. All right, yeah, we're going to open up the discography of Queen with Keep Yourself Alive. I mean, if you're talking about like some of the definitive opening riffs that just has personality, I mean, that's one of the, that's why I'm going to try to keep my enthusiasm down for the love it or flush it. But yeah, when Brian was just, yeah, that's co- That's one of those yeah, kind of like a, like a Gilmore solo, but a riff where it just, every aspect of it, just, you feel it. And yeah, that I, yeah, this is probably one of my early queen memories, probably just that song. Yeah. Just what can you, what can you say for an album that was kind of overlooked, but to st- start like that, I'm, I'm kind of surprised yeah, that that song yeah, uh, uh, didn't help propel the record a little bit more. Kevin, but, can uh, you play how Queen is introduced sure. to the world with yeah, the opening absolutely. riff here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Boy, talk about the era where you could write a riff like that and yeah. just it would be original and you know like it just, it's just so cool how it just it just feels it's, it's, like 70 early 70s yeah, right i mean there. who else i mean even Absolutely. like some of the even some of the bands i mean that were outselling queen at this point i mean were i, I could didn't have a riff like that it's very personal that's why i always loved it it just cooks right into you and catches you right and the and that's what a good mm-hmm. that's what a good song uh that's what a good song does and even yeah freddie's vocals on here are just yeah they just rock um uh yeah kevin if you could play 256 i yeah just as far as just showing like how you inflex yeah You know, that could be any different from Roger Waters and the final cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, no. oh, I don't know. know. Freddie's got a power behind it. Me. No, I, I don't know about that. I think I don't hear it works uh, for me. I don't know. Yeah, I got to I got to say, I, I, I mean, like I mentioned in my opening statement, like my intro to Queen was the heavy hitters like We Will Rock You, Bohemian Rhapsody, We Are the Champions. But then I came across this song. And I'm like, holy crap, what is this? This is off the first album. This is now my favorite Queen song. And it has been for a really long time. But I'm actually, after uh, repeated listens of this album this week, I might be battling between two. There might be another song in here that actually mm-hmm. might be my favorite Queen song. But yeah, that opening riff is so cool. It's just that tone is it, so classic, but it's got like this clarity to it and yeah that's got to be you know brian may's like his what is it the red special guitar and he would play with coins mm-hmm. so i think that's what kind of gives it that trebliness and out of yeah. the vox it's just it's such a signature sound i love the bass playing and roger's drumming and is that roger taylor singing during that little break there that you played i or is that know, brian I, may because I, I didn't catch it in the uh when i was reading up on it because yeah. i know roger actually sings lead on a song on this album so i, I right. wasn't sure Mercury but yeah with roger and, and then and brian may so yeah so it could be it could be either one but yeah and then i obviously you know this band is was always huge but i feel like got almost got a bit of a, a rebirth with maybe adam lambert uh kind of breaking them out to even a different crowd. And then, of course, the recent Bohemian Raps, Rhapsody uh, biopic that was super popular. And I remember the opening, one of the opening scenes of the movie is when kind of Freddie plays his first show with the band. And they're in a little club in England. And he's kind of nervous and people are yelling at him. And they play this song and he like breaks the mic and then automatically just starts going into Freddy's, doing all his dances, and he's singing his own lyrics. And I wonder how true that is to actually what happened, but I don't know. It's, it's a cool... It's, it's pretty it's a, great, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty yeah. good scene for this song. And yeah, I mean, the key changes, the vocals pre-Melodyne, pre-Pro Tools, when you couldn't edit stuff, just how the harmonies and, you know, there's some, some of that classical kind of, uh, you know, what Brian's doing on the guitar lines up with what um, Deacon's doing on the bass, some of those kind of chromatic walk-ups. It just, I feel like, yeah, this is a way to start off a career because it kind of has everything that the band does well on the first track. So amazing. You so. know what? And I can see why you like it because it's so reminiscent of Pink Floyd's One of These Days. Hmm. 
or even on yeah. the run, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. favorite to yours. You know what yeah. I appreciate about this song? Um, the fact that I turned on an unknown album and it kicked the door down with the opener. <laughs> How sure long did. have, have nice, I been yeah. able to say? Running with the yeah, devil. Like there's yeah. nothing. Going that far the, back. the good old Van Halen Metallica days of kicking the door down, just like getting setting my ears on fire when I start a new album. I appreciated that so much. And, and this got me into like, boy, I'm pumped to listen to this album now. This yeah, song space, is great. Yeah. So I I really appreciate that. I give them props uh, for doing that. And maybe we can look forward to more of those in the future. I don't know, because I don't know quite a lot of this band. So we'll... Well, let's 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 uh, take a quick poll here. Run in with the devil, or keep yourself alive in terms of uh, debut songs. Put the oh, record on, man. drop the needle. Oh, what, what would you take? Man, <laughs> well, I'm, I, 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 I'm biased because like Van Halen is like or was my favorite band that, of all time, and they're still up there. So like, yeah, I'm gonna pick that. But I mean, that's a good question because yeah, they're too. Yeah, they're this two very different. This is really strong too. Yeah, yeah. they're two very different because I mean, you got running with or the devil even, is a very slow build up, but this one it just kind of goes. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, yeah, running or, with the devil doesn't do that. Or you could even throw yeah. hit the lights because we did Metallica hit the lights into the mix yeah. too. I mean, talk about another career opening song. I mean, yeah, yeah, all very different. Say, but I, all... I would say three of the four bands have great career opening bands. I wonder who that one band is that uh, didn't make the cut. <laughs> to make the cut yeah. <laughs> Uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, maybe. <laughs> um, That's true. Four out of five. Yeah, but it's running, uh, running with the devil. I mean, it, there's, it'll be. Well, I guess we'll just answer that as we go along here, because is running with the devil even the best song off Van Halen one? Whereas Alex, you're leaning toward this being maybe one of two best songs on the album. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But as an opener, boy, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like running with the devil. Just, I'll, I'll, I think I'll probably lean towards that because it really is more um i mean it was the title of the book you know about the band i mean it really just yeah. you know four words that sum up the band and where they would go on their right. career yeah um is I would, yeah is i would such agree. a great summary i would agree yeah that this song doesn't necessarily say everything about the band but it but it just as a song itself i mean it yeah it, it's impressive for a band that it was still kind of clawing its way to the top yeah Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's whew, I, I love this discussion where it's going already. We're going to move on to the second track, Doing All Right. Should be waiting for the sun. Anyway, I got to highlight away. It's funny that really, yeah, that guitar playing and singing right there really reminds me of uh, the Allman Brothers a little band, uh, band a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, that clean guitar part sounds kind of sounds like a Dwayne Allman. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much for the song. Yeah, my opening statement was, yeah, there's a lot going on in this song. Yeah, for a ballad, <laughs> that's I kind of look at it as a ballad. I mean, there's 
you've got the Allman Brothers, you've got heavy Zeppelin-esque rock, you've got singer-songwriter, kind of a la like Carol King or James Taylor. Um, that's what I was talking about as far as cohesion. Yeah, this uh, there are a lot of great ideas in this song, and I feel sometimes they don't. They kind of jump a little too far uh, in certain aspects, like there, where you got that, like, dun dun dun, dun and then all of a sudden it, it doesn't transition as well as I really would like. Um, and... Uh, and the singing sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Freddie really sings in a higher register here, and sometimes it. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell if it's him or not. Uh, and again, he's kind of got that balladeer kind of thing going on here. Uh, sometimes uh, maybe you could say later who there is a little bit of that Roger Daltrey kind of higher, like kind of more ballady singing going on there. Yeah, it, it really shifts all over the place. Um, a lot of beautiful melodies though. Uh, and that riff part, I mean, how can you not love that? <laughs> yeah. I, I just it, wish it, I, I would just wish it would have been kind of worked better because it, it's almost like you're walking along and then you kind of stumble off a cliff. <laughs> you know, like, here's like, something oh. about this song that really typifies the album to me in that they had so many ideas and such limited space to print them on the vinyl. Right. Like they, they did. And to me, this song, it's hard. It blows me away that the song is just four minutes and whatever number of seconds. It's a really short song, isn't it? It's four minutes, 10 seconds. Yeah. And they pack a lot into it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it feels like if you distilled uh, a 20 minute yes song, like gates of delirium into four minutes, you'd have this kind of journey. And that's where I could see Chris's point where it seems very abrupt or feels abrupt at certain points. It's just that they didn't repeat any ideas. They didn't take five minutes to, to transition from one idea to another, like Pink Floyd would on uh, Intercellar Overdrive or just those longer form transitions. I mean, it was really, they were just, just, just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I have parade <laughs> of ideas. Like it was all right there. And, and the buildup is, is, is great, you know, just dropping down, uh, like where Kevin started. And, you know, I, I, I love the ending. Kevin, can you, dial yeah. up 356 because boy that is just a warm blanket they are offering <laughs> it to you right off the bat it's just a sauna right right here it's just If you didn't know you were listening to Queen, then where you yeah. been? Like where your ears been? Because that is just that's so what beautiful. I was talking about. I think there are more moments in this record than there are not of their sound dialed right in, and right there is just that that closing act feel that I think yeah. that they would just yeah, be so well known for, and it's I, right here on the second yeah. track. I gotta agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the vocals obviously are the highlight of the song and the harmonies. Yeah, so many warm blankets, especially that part that you played. And yeah, I will agree with Chris that the song is kind of all over the place at times, but for some reason, that didn't bother me so much on this song. I would say there's maybe one or two songs later on in the album where it it gets a little hectic at times, and I feel like it's maybe a little too much where it didn't really just kind of stick. What this one did, I mean, right away, just showing the absolute like vocal prowess this band has. It's absolutely incredible. And yeah, Kev, I don't know if you could queue up right around 150. I had, I think, a timestamp of a part I really liked. Should be waiting for the sun. Anyway, I got to hide. Yeah, just that little 
it's, it's like different. It's, it's it's different. It's like I don't know what that sound is. It like Simon and Garfunkel or a little bit of Led uh, Zeppelin yeah. or something it's in Bossa there. Nova, yeah, right? it's Led like Bossa definitely. Nova. It's like yeah. really cool that they. Do yeah, I was that. trying to figure and out I love like the it, bass playing. It's. I was fantastic. trying to figure out what the style was, but yeah, I I, I get it. I the individual parts I just love, and that's why I'm a little. Yeah, I, I I'm a little. I like it. I mean, for what it yeah for the yeah for the musicality. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. And it's yeah. so delicately sung. Yeah. And, and also, right I, I guess I got to think about it, and I think this might be kind of touched on in the movie where they talk about, like there's a, there's a, a good sequence of them recording this album in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, and, you know, Freddie's taking charge, and they're trying all these crazy recording techniques and stuff like that. And I, I guess... I would say that the fact that some of these songs are so over the like all over the place and they're covering so much ground kind of set them up from the jump to be able to do a Bohemian Rhapsody because like I think they were able to prove like right away that they could do all these different styles and make it work keep it coherent keep it coherent so then when it's time to do Bohemian Rhapsody people are like they're not that shocked because they've kind of heard stuff like this in, like twinkling in in the very early days no I I appreciate that, and actually, that's an interesting thought that I didn't even occur to me. And maybe something like, do you develop your own? You know, we're talking about these this bumpy transition, not not bumpy, but you know what I mean. You do develop that in a way, like oh, some people might see that as a negative, but no, we're gonna take this and we're gonna make it a positive. But listening to this song for the first time, like I didn't mind it. You know, it starts off. And then I was kind of blown away how they just, you know, I know this is 1973 and we're kind of in the progressive rock era, but I like how, you know what, it's kind of a ballad for two minutes. If you've been listening and you haven't been snoozing, bam, here we are right in your face. You know, we have no problem pulling that out. You know, you could say it's bumpy or whatever, but we have no problem actually putting it in there. We're not going to shy away from doing it. We're going to put it in there, right? you know, and and that's what it's going to be, so... Yeah, and the and the guitar tones are cool too because I will say that there are some sections on this album where some of the production gets a little too blown out sounding, and I think Roger's even gone and said that he wasn't a big fan of the drum sound on this album. But something about the guitar tone it has just this primitive, raw, visceral sound to it. And I actually like I just imagine him getting it out of this little Vox AC30, and it just sounds huge. Yeah. So it's, I it's, call the tone homemade. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he brought it to the studio. Yeah, we we'll just we'll just mic this and record yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Track three: Great King Rat.
Yeah, this is another kind of great rager. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, if you could play uh, just the intro riff to this yeah, one. Yeah, please. I was just going to say, you got to oh, play the man. intro, man. Like Come on. It's incredible. Sweaty Saturday <laughs> at Chicago Music Exchange. I love Somebody's that. Somebody's hogging the I'll, room. I'll, I'll, that, I'll, walk, that walk down riff you know, is so You know sick. why I didn't play it? Yeah. Because I was disappointed when it didn't come back. It was like a tacked on intro. Like, oh man, Brian, that's great. You should record that. And then we'll just go right into this song. And then I was waiting for like the drums to kick in and the band to kick in with that. And it's a totally different song. When that comes in, they're throwing curveballs all over this yes. song. Yes, there are. Which, I, which I, again, like I'm starting to appreciate that now that it's being said that that became what they were known for. If Pink Floyd was the long form transition that took two, three minutes to just get from A to B. Queen was just, you know, U turn. <laughs> we're going this way now, like, and it, 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 it's the refinement. So it doesn't always work, but I appreciate yeah. it. That's for sure. Um, I. I just have a note here that I liked the percussion going on in this song. And boy, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Can you play the it's, outro? 427. It's been a while since we've just been like the auxiliary percussion. The drums are just going at it. I like it. Well, since, mm-hmm. you know, we did Bobby Rock the other day, but this is a bit different. 427, you said? Or yeah, whatever. The last 30 seconds of the song. Sure. I'm sorry, but nothing, nothing beats. I mean, yeah, the 80s had their drum sounds and obviously the 90s did, too. But even though Roger says that he he might not have been a big fan of the drum sound, this song in particular, just that 70s dry patty sound, it just it sounds so good. Like that's like the best drum sound. And I feel like so many people are trying to get that. And again, a, a big thing that I love that another one of my favorite bands Rush did is putting the phaser on the drums, going across yeah. the toms like that. Just it works. It's classic Neil Peart move, but I love it. It's very subtle there, but it does add a little bit of character oh, yeah. to uh, yeah to the moment. It's funny that it was funny that cor- that chorus initially I'm like, man, that's a really weird but after a couple of listens, like I can't get that out of my head, just right. the way that he, the way he inflects, and just the, how the rhythm carries that along. 
Yeah, it's just a really weird. Yeah, great. King Rhett was a dirty old man, and a dirty old man was. I don't know why. They, I just love how that. I, <laughs> well, I just we love how, stop doing British bands. <laughs> yeah, I just love how that rolls. Usually, I hate that, but I don't know. And just uh, just the core choices were just really neat. I don't know. It just it's very unique. Hey, this is our uh, maybe again. It's something different. It's something this is different. Only our second British yeah. band in a row. We did two American, two followed by two British here. Yeah. Well, well the well the audience can uh, assume that we've listened to a lot of British bands. So yeah, we we should have a little mm. bit of a. Uh, foundation but uh uh yeah one more thing i wanted uh one of the other guitar solos on here um at 135 i don't know it's just really yeah very weird kind of interesting Yeah, I love those little queen uh, queen isms there. You got the high, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so sorry, yeah, I don't, I, of Rush twenty one twelve too. Yeah, yeah, and it's very. It's, I don't know. There's a sixties element to that too. Yeah, I don't know. Like you got like a Cream or a Hendrix kind of solo. Mm-hmm. Very dirty. Not not that Brian's tone is isn't very dirty mm-hmm. and kind of muddy, but yeah, they're just yeah. And I, I don't know. I like I liked it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah just something very kind of raw about it. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I will cool. say that you you have to kind of almost buy into this band. There is a level of buy-in that you need to get into this band because if you knew nothing about Queen, I mean, absolutely nothing, zero about the band, and now we're to hear this mm-hmm. and some of these Queen isms that we're talking about, I I kind of might sometimes be like, yeah, this is a little goofy. This is this like this. Sure, this. but but whose intro to the band is anything other than Bohemian right, Rhapsody? These days, so right? You know what exactly. you're gonna get. So yeah. so you know, and it's and hard that, now. Like like I'm right. trying to imagine just throwing this on in 1973, no conception, because now we have we know what it's gonna yeah. be. So right, and that's but that's the thing. I mean, that's missing now. I mean, it's like band identities. I mean, Queen. Nobody's done that this before or since, and that's a. Uh, yeah, as annoying as those little isms may be, it's like, man, a lot of bands would kill to have that kind of uh, yeah, band identity or musical identity because it's hard. It's hard to take those risks. Yeah, it's hard to kind of, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk more about it later when they really get into it. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's nice that they're gradually here. They're kind of, it's like they're, yeah, they're not totally pushing us into the deep end. They're gradually kind of just luring us into their, into the queen world. Right. They're, not, they're not going and, all so far out it's working. album one necessarily. You know, but right. All right. Well, let's move on to our second uh, King song, which is, I guess, a little bit ironic. But we move to my fairy king. Ruin to the promised land. 
it so much here in this song. I don't even know where to start. Uh, I mean, I, I Kevin, can you just cue up the opening of this song? I, I just love how it just it, it they, they, they don't they don't make you guess. It's Queen. <laughs> oh, you cut it off! Oh, <laughs> it's so good. That is just a killer start to it. Like, I, this was the first song that actually caught my ear on this. I mean, I, hmm. I, 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 I was, I, you know, I, I, I like uh, "Keep Yourself Alive," but this is the song that I would say, you know, I, you know, I, I hate Bohemian Rhapsody, but I would listen to this. 10 of 10, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred over Bohemian Rhapsody. There's just, I know it's a lot more unrefined, but it's just, it's such a, there's, there's textures in this, in this song that are just indescribable. Kevin, play 326. It's got this heavy metal, circular text. It's so cool. It's indescribable. I mean, listen to the drumming. It's not even a beat. He's just orchestrating. Yeah, I... And then just that song. <laughs> oh. See, that works for me. Yeah, that transition, I think, is really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah Mark, I, I love that you pointed out that part. Uh, I love how all the instruments are kind of working together. You've got... Freddie slamming on the piano. You've got yeah, uh, Brian just cranking on the guitar, and then you got the drums. Nobody's just... slacking. <laughs> no, Nobody everybody's re- is re- it, 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 like, it Everyone fill... is coming here to it, record and play. Right, it, fill, it fills the speakers, and I just yeah, I really yeah appreciated that. I mean, that's one where I kind of turned up my car stereo and just allowed that to just crank through. There's one thing I wanted to point out that I thought was kind of interesting because it kind of reminded me a little bit um, uh, with my kind of limited. Uh, listening knowledge of like early Genesis uh, at at 38 seconds. I don't know if it, it almost sounded like a Peter Gabriel era, like melodic passage where I could almost hear him singing over it. Yeah, Kevin, if you could pull it up. It's a very yeah, classical like sounding knife, yeah. or yeah. even as late as Lamb Lies Down. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's two or three years after this. So, but yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Kind of deal. Yeah. Well, seventy three. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Gabriel era Genesis. I mean, was right. They were right in the middle of that. Yeah, they were already up four or five albums in at this point. I think so. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were contemporaries. Yeah, I, uh, I think I think you guys might be selling me on this one a little bit more. I mean, definitely a lot going on here, but mm-hmm. uh, I think out of like the first side of this album for some reason this one was like a little bit kind of getting away with from me a little bit but definitely very proggy a lot of progressive rock elements in this song and i would say even at the beginning uh kev i don't know if you could play the kind of the intro but uh brian's guitar tone uh it's very uh like the uh, jimmy Page or the eric clapton woman tone yeah you're right
Yeah, it's just, it's got that woman tone, like, you know, the neck pickup with the tone knob rolled off. And I even heard, I don't know if you guys are, you know, big early Scorpions fans, but like Uli John Roth, some of the guitar, I, I even heard a little bit. Um, and then it's it's interesting because I, I, I don't know if it was Mark or, or Kev, you guys said that no one really did this before, which I, I think I could agree with, but... Uh, I just happen to know this one song because there's a video on YouTube that's like absolutely incredible uh, for hilarity's sake. But I don't know if you guys know the band Focus, their song Hocus Pocus. I put it in the chat here if you could play this. This song came out in 71. This is a uh, Dutch band, so I don't know if Queen might have taken a little bit from this. You know, I liked what I was hearing up until that. So. <laughs> well, that, well, that's why that song is so famous because it's literally the only vocals on it are yodeling. And I think you, you started the clip maybe oh a God. second too late to really hear that yodeling, but sort of that stacked kind of uh, like heavenly kind of vocal that's layered that's kind of rising upward with harmonies. But you hear that a lot on, on this focus song, which I wonder Yeah, I feel I, like we're back yeah, in the, see why this the is great a, uh, gig in the sky. Well watched video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So love it or hate it, I mean, great jam band when they start rocking out. But yeah, I, I just I wonder if maybe Queen took a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a cool one. Maybe not one of my favorites on the first side, but I think you guys are selling me on it a little bit. All so. right. Well, yeah, that closes out the first side of the album, and we're gonna flip the record over. Go to the longest track on the album, which is Liar. So this was that that other song on the album where I'm like, honestly, this might be my favorite Queen song. I mean, this song is unreal. Uh, incredible guitar work. The vocals are great. Drums are great. Uh, it's just got, it's so catchy, too. And Kev, I don't know if you could play the kind of beginning of the song. That's, that's the part that I think might be the most popular, but you could cue that up.
just that song gets me so torqued. The drums where they kind of get a little like behind the beat and a little slow there. So good. And I got to owe it to my dad on this one because uh, like I kind of mentioned when he was younger, he kind of in a way discovered Queen. Like I'm pretty sure he got the first couple Queen records uh, on import, uh, you know, before they had U.S. releases. And he would, you know, upstairs here uh he would go and and put this on and then dub them to cassette and then he would hand draw the album cover and make like little cassette covers and when we were listening to this record i'm like yeah keep yourself alive like that's the song he's like no liar liars the track that that's the song i like the most and then i listened to it and i'm like yeah yeah i think he's right on this one so yeah incredible Incredible song. And real quick, I don't know, there's one little other clip uh, I have. Right around 317, the way, the vocal melody that Freddie sings right here when he says the right way is just such a warm blanket. How could this band play in a club? Like these songs are just made for arena. Oh, like, they, they, they were writing songs for Wembley Stadium in '73. Yep. It's, like right off the game. It's so. Can you imagine like seeing this band like on this on this like first tour? I mean, I don't yes. think they. I, I looked it up and they didn't play the U.S. until I think maybe the second or third tour. But just right. imagine like going in there and just seeing this. Like you got this crazy, uh, you know what's the word i'm trying to think like energetic uh right. front man but they got this band that can shred and you can sing like this and the songs are like yeah. hard and they like there's aggressive but then they're pretty and it's got everything right it's yeah, it's like ta- for greatness yeah it's like for yeah, it's sure. like people talking about the uh, like seeing van halen in the early days at the yeah. roxy where yeah. yeah for like for those 10 people there but they're playing like they're like wow this music is just for much bigger and ultimately luckily they went there but uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just yeah, we really missed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and even to say that, what was it like to put this record on for the very first time, not really having any, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody to ease you into it, just you know how that would blow your mind is something that really, um, you know, I, there's there's good music in every generation, but just to, there are certain bands that I think just you could only have experienced for the first time in that era, and everything else is just more distilled. Like as much as I love this song. It is, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, if you pick a moment, drop the needle anywhere. Uh, yeah, that's a good Queen song. Like, <laughs> unless they're actually saying liar, liar, like, oh, that's liar. Okay. Because like, there's just so much going on. Um, right. I guess I could put it this way. I'll, I'll give them a compliment before the songs start to go downhill. Um, this is one band that I would trust to self-produce. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. They just they just have their ideas and and, and they're, they're there's all right. four. I mean, a lot of bands when they start self producing, it just you know it tends to be uh, <laughs> one guy that takes over, one guy who shouldn't be producing. He has to throw his input in, and because he's an equity member, you know, and everybody his, his all, thoughts all get the on the record. Are, Please hire a producer. Yeah, when, once he once he leaves or gets kicked out or whatever. But uh, Queen just seemed like a, a band of. Um, I mean, if Freddie Mercury got larger than life, it wasn't that any other member of the band said, "This is my band now." Kind of like. A had up Brian Wilson in the Beach Boys, or you had obviously. We I mean, I keep keep going back to Pink Floyd, but we just talked them. I mean, where Roger Waters basically came to dominate the band at a certain point to the detriment of the music. I think at a certain uh, in a certain part of the era. So yeah, this band. Uh, yeah, I'd trust them without a producer in a studio, especially in '73. Uh, that might be saying a lot, but uh, yeah, I definitely would trust them. 
Yeah, there were. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the song, and I do yeah love it probably as much as Alex does. Uh, I just wish it wasn't as long. I think it only almost seven minutes. I think they probably could have cut a few uh, uh, a little bit off of it. Uh, and, and Alex, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember if you said if you know Tool or not. I don't know if Adam Jones was listening to this record when he wrote uh, on the Anima record uh, the eulogy song. That intro drumbeat with the tinking kind of UK. You don't know, yeah. Um, but anybody of our fans listening, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, that uh, that drumbeat is almost like 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 beat for beat. Yeah, just What's that uh, eulogy by uh, by Tool. Uh, the intro is because uh, uh, I, I heard that I'm like, wait a minute, that's where have I heard that before? Uh, I don't know if you want to upload that quick. It's just kind of a yeah, yeah. And then you've yeah. it kind of stays with that. It. it doesn't jump into a heavier for a while, but anyway. But that yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just that thinking. It was almost I, I exactly. And I had to go back, I'm like, where, where have I heard that dinking, kind of clinking, kind of beat before? And that's what, uh, uh, but again, I mean, yeah, that song takes a while to pick up. I mean, that's more of a kind of a, a, a spacey. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. eight-minute tracks, nine-minute tracks, <laughs> ten-minute uh, every, tra- song, every song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, I had a lot of stuff marked for her. I'm going to try to keep it uh, kind of as condensed as possible. But yeah, there is... Yeah, this again, this was definitely a, a stocks on the rise because initially I'm like, oh, this is too long. But after multiple listens, like, man, though, those riffs kick bite. Yeah, Kevin, if you could give me a stocks on the rise. Oh, sure. Where is yeah. that? <laughs> Chris's rubber glove. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong one. I thought it was an, the R. No. Kevin stocks yeah. on the rise. There we go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's the right one. Uh, but yeah, just the. And Kevin, I think you kind of played, but I just want to hear it again at 53 seconds, just that riffing part there. Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah, talk about a bar band, just sleazy so and good. just musky. So good. Yeah, Brian, I think was one of the few guys of that era that really took advantage of the muddy kind of like down in the streets guitar it's tone. Slateish. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I don't know how he. Yeah, but man, does he get away with it? Uh, and there was one more part I wanted to uh, point out uh, as far as just how brilliant Brian with his solos um, at three forty two, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Kevin, is ring this up for a stocks on the rise for me too. Oh, okay. Kevin stocks That's on the rise. I mean, there, there's at least three guitar lines going on there. Again, this is yeah. '73. This is pre-Boston. It, it's almost yeah. got a Boston feel yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Some cool overdubbing there. But yeah, uh, I gotta say, you guys are actually bringing this one up for me too because this song is unreal. Because at first, it is. It's, at it's first, it kind cool. of yeah. felt more like just like a classic rock song with some bits you know queen bits and but well, you guys are pointing out some things that i like here 
I'm I'm still not completely sold on the chorus, but everything else uh, here is. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's kind of. It's kind of got that stupidity to it, <laughs> right? The queen maybe it is. Has, I mean, that's what they were. I, like. I mean, it's just yeah, better than that. It, like scandal, which is one of my favorite Queen songs, where it's just scandal. Right, <laughs> the, the chorus so is liar, liar, liar. You know, which is well, yeah, and it comes right. back, and That's it's like sick. So you know, but the, a lot of the other things going on here are obviously great, as you pointed out. But yes, it is time to keep going on this. Uh, we're gonna cut down the time on some some of these tracks now. But uh, let's see, I actually forgot how long this one. This this one it's is a race to the finish. Yeah, on this it's, album. A, it's 424 on this one, but we keep getting shorter and shorter. Uh, that is the night comes down. to admit it this was the one that kind of plotted a little bit for me uh and i hate for for such a monster singer as he is there especially when he hits those high notes in here it sounds like he's singing out of key a little bit i don't know if you guys caught that where it's like it it just doesn't feel like he's keeping it together reachy it is and i I, I, and that kind of took me out of it a little bit uh though that that intro part yeah kevin if you could play the intro is actually kind of cool it's very i do want to play the intro actually yeah I'll tell you this right now. That's great. That's great. And this is where Queen shoots themselves in the foot because I was so excited with this song and then it moves into something completely different. And I was like, ah, what happened to that intro? Yeah. I like that intro. (laughs) I do like like the the chorus. Oh, yeah. It's it's not bad, but they sold me on the intro for the first 35, 45 seconds. And then. Oh, okay. We're we're doing a song. And I love ballad. how the I love how the I love I love how John Deacon follows with the bass. It's just very. I'm, right I'm kind of surprised how great of a bass player he is because I don't know. I feel like maybe out of the band, he might be the one member that is probably the least talked about, and he can mm-hmm. hold his own. I mean, definitely got some John Paul Jones uh, vibes going on. Alex, you better be careful with these early statements because as you found <laughs> Pink Floyd, sometimes uh, people are brought in to cover for Oh, uh, please don't tell me there was somebody else. <laughs> fall for that a few times. Uh, no, it looks done. like he played on everything. I don't see okay. any other bass players here. I'm just saying, let's, oh, let's make sure before we start. Uh, <laughs> hey, that is true, though. That is true. You know, you know what's nice about this song, too, is, this is it's kind of cool to hear 
um, like a big bad Bill Van Halen vibe from you know kind of the folksy metal you know the band that's kind of known for hard rocking bringing in you know bringing out the acoustic guitar and getting goofy with it so you know i i normally wouldn't have uh, liked that in the past but uh i i feel like that 207 that chorus is a um it, it's a warm blanket worth waiting for yeah. if if you're disappointed by the intro it's still got a, a it's got a payoff it's got a nice chord progression yeah. to it yeah. yeah i don't know yeah the rest of the song didn't really resonate um as much as i would have liked because uh, you're like yeah, with, like Kevin said, yeah, that intro is just so very unique, but the song doesn't really. Oh, uh, you know what? I, it doesn't dictate. It, it, I just thought of this. I hate what? to cut you off, but I feel like Go this ahead. is, yeah. and I know this is a couple years down the the line, three years down the line, but this reminds me of a "Let Me Take You Home Tonight" by Boston. Why didn't Why oh, didn't yeah. this close yeah. out the album? I feel like this might yeah. have been a perfect soft closer. Oh, yeah. Come on, here. Especially the night chorus, comes down, closer. and here it is. It's, it's in, we'll, uh, we'll I don't we'll, like this anymore. We'll talk about that later. It's on the two spot. Of yes, the I, I, <laughs> now I like the song more, but I hate the placement. It's a problem. Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about the well the end song later. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yes we will. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so oh yeah we we gotta right. get to an, another song quick and fast modern times rock and roll do they last we don't know <laughs> preface by saying I, I do like this for what it is but yeah this is just kind of more like a, a more demo-y version of like rock and roll by led zeppelin i mean yeah hearing rogers saying all like i could all i could hear was just yeah uh, robert plant singing over uh over rock and roll you know what and, also this sounds like a lot yeah. is uh you mentioned them before but this really sounds like something that could be on the first rush record Oh yeah, which is very Led Zeppelin. It's like Led yeah. Zeppelin, but just even sort this of like the vocal. Like I could hear like Getty, or it's like on Garden yeah, this, Road or something like that. I hear right. That. This was even even more so here. I mean, at least on the first Rush record. I mean, there is still those are still are very good songs that still don't yeah necessarily. I mean, yeah, they're heavy early seventies rock, but yeah, here it just sounded like they were trying to. And I hate to admit, I love it. I mean, it's got a but it's it's almost sounds a little bit punkier though than anything that Zeppelin did. It's very a lot dirtier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that guitar solo is just, that's just the meat and potatoes, just pull, picking up, plugging in, and just, yeah, not necessarily, yeah, you're just kind of in the moment. It's just uh, the one with the echoes where yeah. the, it's just the, that's a delay pedal the, left the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have to well, say. Yeah. Actually, maybe, maybe speaking of that, Kev, I don't know, from an engineer standpoint, do you have any thoughts on the production of the album? He hasn't said anything so far. It, it's, it's all right. It, it is 1973, and I know they're going to, be taking some steps forward um i like the <laughs> ability to experiment here um 
but I'm not going to hold this up as any kind of gold standard. I feel like it's somewhat uneven. It's not. I feel like it's. Yeah, it's not an audio file. Right. Experience. I feel like there's sometimes where like, oh yeah, it's a great drum sound, and then like the next track, it it sounds quite different or something like that. Right. It's a little bit uneven for me. So, but you know, you hear a lot of. They're willing to multi-track and do whatever it takes to get a sound, which we know they will later on, too. So, Yeah, and I guess I was just going to say real quick, I, I realize I didn't say much, but yeah, I mean, this song, sung by, written and sung by Roger Taylor, It, I guess it's, it's kind of fun. Like, I sort of view it as a fun little goof song. I don't know if there was any go- goofing around going on, if that was intentional, but just compared to everything else on the album, it seems a little out of place. Like, I appreciate it for being a, a fun little kind of rock boogie song but it, it does it, but it does it I, just you're not, you're not helping it yeah i know i know i know i know i know i'm not the I know diddy I'm, in the boogie it's the diddy in the boogie it's like i appreciate it but it, it definitely seems a little out of place yeah and, yeah so not not a not it. a boogie guy mark <laughs> yeah not into the I mean, if I want to listen to Brian Setzer, I'll put on Brian Setzer. I don't know that I'll put on Queen ex- expecting a little dirty. You're not going to you're, yeah. you're not going to reach for the 1 minute and 48 second Queen song. <laughs> just, I, I'm really not. <laughs> hang on. Out of this, no, all, this whole like, album, this is where I'm pulling the vinyl out of the sleeve yeah, to listen I, to. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I hit it I hit a minute just for what it is. I I, I do I don't know. It, it kind of shows off that yeah that Roger can he can sing. Yeah, you know, he can, when, when he when he, he, he can hit those. Yeah, it, it's like can Nick Mason play a guitar solo? He <laughs> can't even play drums. And why yeah. would you would do that when David Gilmore is in your band? Right. Yeah. <laughs> God. You have Freddie Mercury. I, I I just can't say that I. I don't know. Probably should. Which, uh, actually, it'd be nice to hear more Freddie Mercury. Actually, yeah, I don't think we heard enough Freddie Mercury. I, I no, actually I actually read here that the. Uh, playing this live, I guess there's a live at the Rainbow '74 concert, and Freddie actually sang this one. So, oh wow, that'd be that'd be actually be interesting to hear to hear yep. uh, Freddie sing. I this will one. say this much though, I do like the ability of the band to let other people take the spotlight. Not saying they should. You know, Mark saying you have Freddie Mercury, you should use him. But this isn't. You know, I get the sense right now that it's just you know. Roger's not wrestling the mic away from Dave here, you know, pulling the cable out of reach, you know, oh, you want to take a track? Okay, take a track. I I could be wrong, but, you know, everybody seems to be pulling their weight. Everybody's chipping in on the writing here and there. People are showing up in the studio. I like it. You know, I, I, I definitely need to brush up on my queen history. I'm sure Chris will school me shortly. <laughs> um, but yeah. it, it, it wasn't Freddie the last to join. It was, uh, it, was it kind of like a uh, skid row situation? No, I think John Deacon, I think, was the last to join. But they had the songs in place before Freddie. Am I uh, correct? Some of, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look. It just feels like this was a song that they had written and performed and they had always done it this way. And, and, you know, it was this thing. It's like, hey, Freddie, this is the way we've done it. So, you know, go, go, go uh, take a break. Go watch uh, from side stage. And uh, this is just how we're going to do this one. I don't know. I don't know how uh, important important (laughs) it was for the album. Did did I just give myself away? I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right. Well, let's... uh, Son and Daughter. Yes, that's our next one up. We're going to start this one right from the top. I want you. 
You know, I going into this, I had no idea that Queen could write such a booty shaking <laughs> groove. Oh, that's amazing. Man, that's like sad. That that's like Sabbath territory. And then there. I had that. That was my it, opening. Yeah, less. It's like a. A little bit less abrasive Sabbath, but yeah, just that. Right, you could almost hear Ozzy singing over that that groove. Yeah. You know what I kind of yeah. heard too a little bit. The Aziba Bar Pink Floyd. You know, had they gone that direction? Oh, oh yeah, I don't yeah, know. I I they went I, with, which is kind of like the can't the, say I remember the what that song is. But you could totally hear that. That, right, that, oh, that yeah. You know, sixties, late, very, very late sixties, early seventies. Just which way is rock and roll going to go here? You know, and yeah. uh, it's still locked into a blues, uh, you know, the structure. But uh, what a groove! You know, it's interesting as far as influence. It, listening to this song, I'm like, this sounds like like the first Def Leppard record a lot. Sounds They're like just a little bit like, of Rainbow Rising too. Um, like the, it was funny the way that he says, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, what was I think it was the main. Uh, uh yeah i want you woman yeah i don't know that reminded me of like of joe elliott singing on like sorrow is a woman on the first record just the mm-hmm. way he inflects like okay i wonder if i wonder if they were i mean, i think they were queen fans but i wonder if that's where he got that you know what uh, i kind of that, that song as a little bit of a bonus here and our listeners gotta bear with me here but i don't know if any of you guys heard this we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna be uh fast forwarding quite a few years here but that opening line Almost heard a little Vinnie Vincent Invasion in those backups. I don't know. Did anybody else hear that? I forgot what song it is on the debut, but something about it I kind of heard a little bit. With the I Want You? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I, let you dig it up, Alex. So you get us, you get us a track number and a timestamp. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like there was like uh, there was like a harmony in a Vinnie L, in a Vinnie song that got into that territory. I'm like, damn. Maybe because just Vinny's fresh on the brain since that's the last episode we did, but I feel like I heard it a little bit. There's Twisted. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it might be Twisted or something. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, if if it's derivative of the early 70s, then it definitely showed up in the mid-80s, so. All right. Well, that was a fun rockin' tune. And now it is time. Well, we're going to get a little weird here now. <laughs> Head down to Nazareth. <laughs> going to be visiting right. our boy. <laughs> our then I saw him in the crowd. A lot of people had gathered around him. The beggar shouted to the lepers called him. The old man said nothing, he just stared about him. This is the one I wanted to get in first because I had very specific things to say about this. I will, uh, firstly, yeah, this is probably the most rocking classic rock song that I think has ever been written about the big guy. <laughs> uh, even, even, 
Even, even what more about than Striper? The, yeah, even, oh, I don't know. Yeah, really. I'm sure there's no, I, I'm not I don't, a Striper I'm not, I'm not, guy, but I'm sure they yeah, have I'm not something. Even, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that Striper or Michael Sweet was ever this literal. Um, <laughs> but, it's uh, a Steve Harris history lesson. Yeah, but Here's literally, I mean, this is... It, it, That's how creative so I'm going to get. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you had do, the Doobie Brothers, <laughs> Jesus is just all right, but that was still was, yeah, not totally kind of fundamental. I mean, as far Jesus, as... Jesus, he knows me. I mean, you cannot... You, yeah, right. Or yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a, like a literal, like, yeah, like a telling of scripture, which I thought was really, and I was trying to. It's like he's reading figure, cliff notes. <laughs> no, I know it was weird. I was trying to figure out like, okay, where this is, man, this is just such a weird kind of, uh, and I guess, yeah, just my research, I guess Freddie grew up in a kind of a, yeah, what was the, uh, in, uh, the religious uh, Zoastrian, which is like an offshoot uh, of, uh, of Christianity, just another one of those, but mm-hmm. I guess it was very important in his upbringing. And supposedly he brought that here, but man, just such a literal yeah. kind of interpretation. I just thought was, but it's where there's some really interesting parts in here, especially some of the guitar work. It's like, oh man, I I want to hate this song, but man, it's like that one part was really. Can you uh, play uh, yeah, 307, Kevin? Is that what you were thinking, Chris? Um, I, I don't thinking. know if I had to. Why didn't have that part? Yeah, there it is. I'm gonna pull an Alex. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. that Vinny is uh, in his fine form here in 1970. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I got only got, Queen can go from has, arena has, sound to just that closed studio sound in I, just no yeah. time. I gotta say about this song. I mean, not. I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites on the album, but uh, I guess if you're if. No other band can really do this song than Queen. Yeah, I know. I was trying it's to figure out, like, like, yeah, this it's is like, a... It's like, it, the fact that they did this, and yeah, if, if it's kind of representing Freddie's religion, I mean, you kind of hear that. It's like, I could just picture him, like, on a cliff with, like, a book, and, like, all of his <laughs> followers are down below, and he's, like, I preaching. Know. And he is such the character to do that. And another thing I heard... Or I read, and I totally hear it in this song. I don't know how well-versed you guys are in this band, but um, just touching on the prog elements, a lot of Jethro Tull action going on in this song, too. I know my oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. fan, but just I could see Ian Anderson also, you know, the foot up with the flute, just kind of yeah, doing something like you're this. you're right, even the way... It was funny, I, I didn't think of that as far even the, in the singing, but uh, also um, a little Elton John, too, in the verses, the way that he sings really kind of... Uh, Kevin, if you could play, like, 102... Um, as far as just the way Freddie sings, you could almost feel like Elton John could step into that. It all began with the three wise yeah. men. Well, yeah, started them to Bethlehem and made it hurt throughout the land. And again, yeah, if, yeah, the yeah, it's just I don't know how he did how he pulled it off, but it just. Can you imagine playing this in church? Like, okay, okay, I see people yeah, are kind like of more. You know what I was yeah. thinking? Okay, wait, we're we're, we're going to live in this up a little bit, I, I, and you just have to go get boom. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got something to play here because this is two minutes into the song. Okay, 
Okay, so here's how I'm going to tell this story. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, let's back up a few tracks here. I mean, we got Son and Daughter, which is a cool groove song. We got Modern Times Rock and Roll. We'll see where that goes on the Love It or Flush It. Um, the Night Comes Down. It's it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a ballad, really. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's been a while since we've been to Fairy King and Liar. So, like, I might call these three, four songs right here a bit of a BBW, uh, <laughs> a bathroom beer weed break. If you're seeing the band in live in order... <laughs> this is kind of like the part yeah. where you, you 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 take you know whatever you need to do. You're gonna take a break, and I feel like that part specifically right there. It's kind of like I could just you know, I'm coming back from the bathroom. I'm like, what did I miss? When you expect, okay, this is the song. I got I, I got I gotta go take a piss, whatever you know. And then you come back here like the the, the rocking. I could just hear it like echoing off of the arena or something. Right. Like, yeah. it's such a a cool uh, just just a cool like, just jam section. You know what I? You know one other one other thing I heard too, and I don't again. I, I keep like name dropping other bands, but like the reason I'm saying this is because like prior to this week I had never heard this song before, so this is fresh to me. But I feel like Jack White stole so much from this song. Like if you hear the way he kind of sings, it's got like that sort of like his oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. kind of southern like depression era or like soulful like Detroit. Right. Like especially like in the Rackin' Tours, which is my favorite Jack White project. I feel like. He took a lot from this song, and it like works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only thing that really kills it for me is just yeah, if you want to say the uh, the, um, yeah, the the chorus, which I guess is, yeah. is almost like like a church like choral. I, I was section, thinking like, where you can see everybody's up singing together. You, you, yeah, like you're singing the main part with the minister. That's how that kind of and that kind of mm-hmm. took me out of it a little bit. But then like that part that Mark played, where just all of a sudden the ripping guitar comes, is like whoa, okay. Uh, this is this is odd, but I like it. it. It's <laughs> too bad we're not in the summer right now because I was listening to this, prepping for the show, and I was reminded of the song Amsterdam by Van Halen. And you might think oh that's a strange connection, but Mark told a story when we went over Amsterdam of him in his yeah. convertible going to Walmart, and you know Amsterdam yeah. was on. And did Just did he? Gas. Yes, gas did club, he yeah. turn the song up or down on the car radio? Oh, this, this and he turned the one. song up on the car radio. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yes, I'm song. thinking yeah. of <laughs> thinking of Mark station. pulling up, all come down, just cranking that up, and then. <laughs> and it's it like, the three what is that? But it sounds like Queen, doesn't it? But Queen did do this, right? You can just see the level of confusion from the general populace on this song. It's echoing around the gas station. Then it goes into the rocking part. You peel away. What on earth was that? Yeah. Anyway. That's honestly, that is the test for all albums. Will it get a? Can you get away with it cranking it out of a convertible at the nearest speedway? Okay, because if you can't, that's what marks it a good song. All right. Well, I think it's time to close this one out. This is Seven Seas of Rye.
I just had one quick thing. Uh, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to primarily wait to talk about it on the next record. I think that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> if anybody is taking a look at the next record, yeah, this uh, is essentially just a cut version of a full song that we will see on Queen 2. because they couldn't end with it was- Jesus? Yeah, well, I know, that, and, that, and that's and that's the problem I'm having right now. As far as talk about, okay, and I think that's probably going to be a big discussion. Is this a, is this a Kevin Kevin top ten closer? It might be. Who knows? Maybe this makes the list. Of the <laughs> I, well, and, and that, it feels like an intro to a song that got left on. The last it's record. like the the, the like vinyl just, company oops. literally just ran out of room on the pressing. Yeah, <laughs> yep. they had, had more we're, ideas than well, space. And that's, that's what how we I were, would That's what we were joking about earlier this week, Kev. Like, I sent you a message. I'm like, listening to Seven Seas or I. I'm like, damn, this is rocking out. I'm like, whoa, okay. Because <laughs> I didn't, I, I hadn't heard this song before. I mean, I, I think I, like, recognized it, but I didn't know it was this, like, that was the name of the song. So, and I didn't look at the, how long the song was. So I'm listening to it for the first time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this song's, oh, oh it's over. <laughs> well, and, and do like, you fault the it. band for that? Because they're working in a medium that's limited, and there's no way around it, really. Um, yeah, but. You, I, you, I guess you can't, you have to give them some blame, because there's stuff on here that is worse than yeah, this Yeah, but song. see, that's the thing. Like, cut, modern times rock and roll, now you have another minute 48 to add on to this song. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to develop it more. You can't yeah, just blame the, yeah, vinyl. Pr- Vinyl's been a thing well, for yeah, 20 the, years. The, the, the I, weird- do you think it was a limitation issue, or were they purposely like, oh, we're just going to give you a teaser and then get ready for the next album? Well, with vinyl, you, you weren't just limited by the total length. You were limited by the length of each side. So the way you order it's- the songs would... It's you, know, you couldn't stick it, too many songs in front load, you know, because you yeah, might why, maximize. Yeah, why would you put a demo version of a, of a song that would be completed later? I don't understand. That was the one thing that, because I was like, oh, like Seven Seas of Rye, I love that song. I'm like, where is the vocal? I'm like, and then I looked, I'm like, oh, that's like the full version isn't even here. It's, See, this, this is getting tricky because I don't know what you're talking about, Chris, so I don't know how to treat this song. Oh, okay, you guys didn't, because <laughs> uh, I, I always knew, because I knew this song going back to when I first heard the band, or, or the, the there, this is. There's another version on the next record, which you guys will see, that is called Seven Seas of Rye. And but, but it's, it's almost, the full version. Yeah, with vocals, and yeah, so that's why I'm like, why is this? Because I looked at the length of this song, I'm like, why is it only like a minute 20 or whatever it is? I'm like, okay, that's... And I couldn't find a lot of info, or maybe I didn't dig, dig deep, uh, deep enough, but I'm like, why would they yeah, have like that kind of like almost cut like instrumental version and then oh well here on the next right okay oh actually here's the full and it's the same exact it's not like part two it's just the same song title yeah mark when you look later you'll see and you'll it'll you'll probably go like wait what yeah because they sure. didn't they didn't adjust yeah the the title it was just it's the same thing if you look on queen two it's seven seas of rye <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that then but yeah. uh yeah that's that's an interesting uh, uh fact that i did not know yeah All right so that, right. that's and that's why I had a hard time judging it because it's like okay, this is. I mean, it's cool for what it is, but it's like yeah. As far as ending the record, it's kind of like a. And maybe that's somebody who just knew the, yeah, knew about the other version where I had a hard t- harder time 
kind of sure, you're not gonna accept it. it then yeah well uh that closes out uh queen uh the track by track and uh just for those of you who have uh not uh, heard the show before or listened for the first time with queen uh we are gonna have a we have a section called seven for the buy and chris will give us up to seven questions and each of us buzzes in to try to get the correct answer you get the wrong answer you are out of the race uh but uh first one three correct answers gets an extra buy or terminate for the love it or flush it section so chris you ready all right here we go okay got a couple multiple choice actually um but all right uh question number one um uh, uh multiple choice uh the band brian may and roger taylor founded before freddie joined was called what uh, was it a uh, palindrome b stargazer c smile or d catalyst oh. <laughs> i got nothing that's alex c smile you are correct. All right. That's one Why for do Alex. I have a right. feeling this is... Yeah, I can get <laughs> yeah. smoked on this one. That's exactly what's going right. to happen. <laughs> Queen knowledge is just a little bit above zilch, to be honest. Okay. All right. Question number two. Uh, Freddie originated from what country? Was it A, India, B, Tanzania, C, Morocco, or D, Algeria? Uh, he was yeah. from British India, wasn't he? Well, 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 India. Uh, you are incorrect. It was Tanzania. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was. Zanzibar. Yeah, 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 Zanzibar. Yeah, it was the province, but yeah, Tanzania. So, oh, wow. Mark out. <sighs> out in the first way. <laughs> Alex, Alex might have a quick win because I don't see myself faring much better. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, another multiple choice. Alex okay. Wing back uh, chair over there. That's right. That's right. All comfy. Right. Comfy and fire them off. Okay, uh, John Anthony, who co-produced the first record, worked with all below except which band? Uh, was it A, T-Rex, B, Genesis, or C, Roxy Music? Alex, why don't you take this one? No? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, Chris, get the marbles ready. Uh, all right, can, can, could you, could you give me the... Uh, no, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't remember, but I'm going to go... <laughs> I don't. Just gonna right. throw it out. Sister Roxy music. Which one is I, 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 I don't. I don't know any. Do you want me to repeat uh, no, them again? That's okay. I'm just gonna go with C. <laughs> you are incorrect. <laughs> I, I was actually gonna say that. Oh, good, good thing I didn't. Yeah, it was uh, T Rex was not. Uh, but yeah, he he, he produced uh, Genesis and Roxy oh. music. Okay. Yeah, Alex so. has got to get one more though. I don't, I don't think you yes. can win just on one. So. Right. Yeah. He's got to get. Uh, all right. All right. I can try. Okay, let's see. Let's get a good one. All right. Um, all right. True or false? Uh, despite the lackluster performance of the first record, uh, the single Keep Yourself Alive cracked the Billboard Top 10 in the UK. True or false? I'm going to go with true. Uh, you are incorrect. <laughs> oh. it, false. It, it didn't Did chart on either side of the Atlantic. It remains their only single not to chart. Really? Their only single not to chart did, their whole career? Did they have a video and they were like playing those on like TV shows and stuff? I figured they would. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised, but I guess it didn't chart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As far as, yeah, like normally, yeah, it was. Wait, yeah, you're saying much. it didn't chart or it just wasn't top No, 10? it's it said according to my research, it didn't chart. It failed um, to chart in either the hmm. UK or the US. That's you know true. What, Alex, you know, Alex, I'm going to give you one more because I know that was. Uh, uh, oh, Alex! Alex! Yeah, the, the, all right, if you give him one more, then the rest of us can get a chance to get back in. So 
Make okay, it an open want, question. Do you want to do that? Okay. okay. Alex, this is it. All right. All right. So we're, uh, all, we're all buzzing in on this one. <laughs> let's see. All right. Uh, okay. Let's see. Buzzing uh, with sake. All right. All right. Uh, dis- okay. True or false? Despite Rolling Stone's reputation for not thinking very highly of heavy music, uh, they gave a positive rev- uh, review for this album. True or false? Yes, Mark. I'm pretty sure I saw that they gave. They were one of the few that gave it just a little bit of a positive review. So I'm yeah. gonna go with true. Yeah, you are correct. All right. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a, it was high rating, but they was tilted was- in the favor. So oh, I'm back in the game. All right. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see. All right, another true or false. Uh, according to an interview with Guitar Player, or not Guitar Player, uh, Guitar Magazine, uh, around the time of the record, uh, Brian May stated all of the songs were written right in the studio, which made it uh, much more stressful due to the tight budget. True, true or false? Come on. I... Yes, Alex. I'm going to say false only in wasn't one of the songs like a smile song that was kind of brought yeah. over. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you are correct. I'll give that to you. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, it was, do, doing all doing all right was actually written with their original. I don't know if that was their lead singer. Yeah, what was. Uh, uh, do I have his name on here? Tim uh, Staffel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, Staff that's correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right. Alex gets the extra buy. I wonder what he will be using them on. Uh, But, yeah, that ends uh, seven for the buy. Alex the winner. And, uh, Alex, take it away. Love, flush, buy, or terminate. And why don't you explain the game for those who have... uh, who are new to this one. Happy to do so. So, the love it or flush it section. Uh, Basically, we go through each song. We decide if we just love the song. Just, yep, love the song. Uh, flush it, meaning that uh, it should. It's not that the song should have never been written, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't really do much for us. And we have to pick. We have to flush one. Um, so you know, sorry if these are some of your favorite songs, but this is just part of the game. This is we've been doing this for the past three discographies, so this is just kind of devil's advocate part of the game. Uh, and then we have a buy, which. Basically, if we were to create our own Spotify playlist, each of us, uh, what's what's the one or two songs, if you win uh, the trivia, uh, what is the one song you would pick to put on your playlist to show somebody Queen for the first time? So it could either be your favorite song or it could be a song that you think best represents the entire album as a whole. And last but not least is the Terminate, meaning that the song is horrible. It just it does nothing. It should have never been written. It's it's blasphemy. Just get rid of it all together. So should have never existed. Should have never existed. You do have so to what, use so, one. You have to use one. So you have to pick at least one. So uh, that's it. So tonight's order is going to be Chris, Kevin, myself, and Mark. So keep yourself alive. Track one, Chris. What do you think? Um, yeah, one of my top five Queen songs ever. I'm gonna have to buy this one. Uh, this is a song, yeah, that I, yeah, that since my early years of listening to music, I always loved this song. So, yeah. All right, bring it on over to Kevin. Yeah, gonna give this a strong love. What a way to introduce myself to the discography. Yep. I will follow Chris's footsteps. A buy for me, and I'm happy to have two buys, because... I was having a tough time picking which one I was going to do, but that helps. So, Mark, what do you think? 
Yeah, the more that we talk about this album and this song, uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm still going to love it, but it doesn't quite have the uh, running with the devil or even the, um, uh, you know, what was it, Metallica? Um, hit the lights. Uh, oh, hit, the, the lights hit the lights, yeah. Hit the lights, yeah. Uh, just that, that, that. Yeah, it's still an incredible intro, so it still gets a strong love. All right, let's bring it on over. Track two, doing all right. Chris? Uh, I was going to be a little bit harsher on this, but uh, you guys did kind of sell it on me or to me a little bit more so i'm gonna give it uh just uh i'm gonna give it a love yeah a lot of cool stuff going on there all right uh for me oh no i'm sorry kevin's up next i think i'm gonna give it a light squeeze yeah yeah leave me as that okay all right i am gonna give it a love Uh, i think vocally it's fantastic and even though it's kind of chaotic at times uh i I was engaged the whole time, so I enjoyed it. So, uh, Mark, doing all right? Yeah, I uh, appreciate the condensed soup of musical ideas that they throw at me here. So uh, if that's going to be a theme for the band, I'm on board. So give it a strong love. All right. Bring on over track three, Great King Rat. Chris? Big, big love. Yeah, it's just a fun, muscular song. Yeah. Gotta... Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a love as well. All right. And yeah, I'll give it a love as well. Uh, beginning chords are awesome. Love that riff. I do agree with Kev. I wish it came back. Uh, but yeah, in the you know Rogers drumming on this is great. So overall, great track. Mark, mm-hmm. does Queen get the first flush? You, you know my rule. You know my know. rule. Uh, I, I really I like the song. I, it's too long mm-hmm. though. It's not. Oh, and I hate that Cease. intro. I just it's it's not mm. a bad intro. Is it flush? Now it. Mark's boo. <laughs> Sorry for the I'm vibe. Just, I'm just sick of sweating and CME. I want to use the practice room. Yeah. <laughs> so now Mark is making me regret my love. I must feel like All right, I don't know. no I take backs, no rubber gloves. <sighs> We're on to the next song. All right, let's move on over to track four. Last song on side one. If you have the original. LP vinyl release, My Fairy King. Chris? Uh, yeah, gonna give it a strong love. Uh, you love the piano, and yeah, I love just the uh, just the back, uh, the instrumentation. Yeah, they're just all firing on all cylinders, each member. So yeah, big love. Alright, Kev? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a love, too. I love the ending with the piano, that building piano, the, all the instrumentation. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, you guys help Save it for me. Uh, I'll, I'll still give it a light squeeze. I, I think it's personally my least favorite on side one, but there is a lot going on here. So, yeah, thanks for uh, bumping it up for me, Mark. Yeah, I uh, left my credit card at the restaurant last night, but that's going to stop me from buying this one because Ooh. there is, uh, yeah, this song is, this is very cool. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean, it perked my ears up when I was listening to this. I was driving along, and this one uh, actually perked my ears up. So I assume if it did that for me, it would also do that for a listener of a playlist. And who puts My Fairy King at the top of a Queen playlist? Me. That's who. So ring it up. Nice. All right, let's flip the vinyl over. Track five, Liar, Chris. Uh, yeah, despite its length, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of muscular kick-ass stuff going on here, so I'm going to give it a love. All right. All right. Well, Alex, well, maybe I should pull it. No. Uh, the, the, the discussion uh, <laughs> saved the song for me, so I'm going to give it a love. All right. Uh, well, I think you guys know where I'm going with this one, thanks to my lovely trivia win. Uh, this is going to get my second buy. 
Um, you know, maybe not necessarily representing uh, the album. I mean, you kind of got the rocker with Keep Yourself Alive. I probably could have picked a ballad to kind of balance it out, but, you know, this one of my favorite Queen songs ever. And, you know, if my dad was on the show tonight joining us, I feel like he probably would have picked this one. So I'll buy it for him. And Mark. Uh, strong love. Yeah, I mean, this is a, uh, a memorable song. I don't mind the uh, length on this one. I feel like they could have, they got away with it once uh, here, and that's why Great King We're At was just, uh, between the two long songs, this one is far superior, so strong love. All right. Track six, The Night Comes Down. Chris? Uh, yeah, going to be my first flush, unfortunately. Uh, as, as much as... There we go, let's get it down there. <laughs> Yeah, as much as I lo- like that beginning of the red, after that it just kind of plods, and I really I didn't really retain any of it. So yeah, unfortunately, it uh, shall remain in the sewers for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kev. Oh, I'm gonna give it a love, but man, should it have been the closer? That's all I gotta say. It is a track out of place on this album, especially looking at what's to come. Right. Yeah, actually, I'm going to 100% agree with that. This would have been a great closer. And your Boston uh, reference totally sealed the deal for me there. So, yeah, I'll I'll give it a love. Uh, Mark? Strong love here. Uh, The uh, disjointed opener does not bother me. I feel like the chorus is well worth waiting for. So strong love. Agreed. All right. Track seven, Roger Taylor's Time to Shine, Modern Times Rock and Roll. Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, like a good bag of Doritos. Yeah, I'm going to give it a love. It's, it's not very original, but it, it perks those yeah, kind of meat and potatoes uh, sensibilities Yeah, for me. So, yeah, love. All right. Um, cut. Yeah, we've moved on to a new Raj, but same results. Oh, uh. <laughs> First tee, everybody. Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry, Raj, but I'm going to have to join Kevin here. Tee him up. Keep the train going. Uh, wow. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Chris, you found out yourself. You were on an island. And, 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 yeah. and to be He's fair, objectively, Atoll. it's... Uh, objectively it's not a bad song, but I mean, like, like the rules are, you got to pick one and everything else... I mean, just look yeah. look what's surrounding this song. I mean, it's pretty well, obvious yeah. this one's I, the yeah, outlier yeah. here. Come on. So, all right, track eight, Son and Daughter. Chris? Uh, yeah, going to give it a big love. Uh, yeah, I love the, yeah, love the, well, yeah, what did it say, the, the groove of it, Mark? What did you say that it has yeah, a real booty uh, shaking? Booty, booty shaking, shaking yeah. yeah. This has that uh, uniquely uh, in spades, so yeah, I got to give it the big love. All right. I'm going to start off my Pink Floyd playlist with a booty shaking groove gonna give it the bye nice oh nice oh pink floyd yeah, i'm sorry i'm Kevin, we're doing stuck queen. on pink floyd queen. Queen. <laughs> we're, we are we're really done with pink floyd, floyd. Yeah. i have ptsd over here it never ends <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it a love as well and honestly playing the clip uh during the track by track section just made me love it even more so it's just it's such a hard riff and i, I love it so absolutely uh mark 
Yeah, and I, I love how the bass follows the guitar too. It's not just a. Yeah. This isn't a Brian May band with Freddie Mercury singing. Uh, it's 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 a group effort. So yeah. this is probably the strongest uh, showing of that. I think, uh, uh, at least in terms of uh, virtuosity. So yeah. strong love for me. Yeah, absolutely, I got to give props. I mean, everybody's pulling their weight on this album. Everybody's a strong player. So, all right, uh, let's move it on over to track nine. Jesus, Chris, what do you think? And, and yeah. hey, and, and hey, Chris. Bear in mind, he's watching. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, what I know. You say. He is, yeah. <laughs> he's watching yeah, both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta give. Yeah, just for <laughs> having the balls to do a song like this. Yeah, I gotta give it a love. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, this song should not work for the most part, but a lot of the time it does work with all the guitar playing. As much as I don't like the yeah, just the overly choral uh, chorus. I yeah, the rest of the song is just really cool. Yeah, and the fact that they kind of pulled it off it makes it even more amazing yeah so yeah and not that i would listen to it necessarily again but i just appreciate no, no, it no, you should good. listen to it and roll all four of your windows down and go get some gas yeah yeah like 11 o'clock on a yeah. saturday morning all right. just that, 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 boost, that boosts it a little Slam. bit for you just that image of mark well, in one of, yeah, in his car yeah just blasting yeah jesus on the yeah on the well, <laughs> Ke- will, Ke- will kev be doing this uh well no kevin will be booking a time at the confessional on tuesday because this is getting <laughs> oh, man. Just imagine telling the priest. Yeah. yeah, I flushed Jesus this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my guys got together, we flushed Jesus into the septic. <laughs> Water reclamation plant. Yeah, he's yeah, there there's, with there's... the hat and the clipboard seeping through the sewage, trying to find it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can made it out all the way to the drain field. Yeah, you can, you, you, yeah, you can stick that on our uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, hashtag flesh Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, even though I I had a little bit of some kind words to say during the track by track, um, I gotta go with my initial. Jesus. Go- How nice. Yeah, no, just the fact that you know, if anybody's gonna do this, it's gonna be Queen. It's gonna be Freddie, and he really does sell this song but honestly i can't really say i'm gonna go back to this one any more than any of the other songs so gonna go with my gut reaction on this first listen this is how i felt so gets the flush sorry and mark yeah, this one evokes um, Metallica and yeah. Don't Tread on Me vibes, where the song itself is just you know, pretty literal, and it just kind of is written for a singular purpose, um, and it probably wouldn't work anywhere else in the album. I believe that one followed up, um, that was the fifth track. What was the fourth track off Enter was Sandman? Was it Wherever I May Roam? No, yeah, Unforgiven was four, yeah. right? Having, it was Metallic and the Four Spot Ballad. And the Four Spot. Well, whatever whatever <laughs> the, the situation was, for those of you who haven't listened to that episode of us uh, going over the Metallic Black where, album. It was wherever I may roam, sorry. Yeah, and it just it just that that we seem to be okay with "Don't Tread on Me" only in that spot, and I feel like you know the nine spot on a record is uh, the perfect place for a goof song. <laughs> if this one is kind of just very like you know the Steve Harris history lesson, um, so for that it just gets a it gets a light squeeze. It it, it uh, certainly uh, you know it, it's it's hard to flush something. I mean, this is a deep album. Think about it. If this is, if this is kind of the the goof song, and and we're nine songs in of musical ideas. 
playlist after music. It's just been a parade of, of their songwriting skills. So uh, I'll give them a pass on this one. And it's, again, like Alex said, that's something that uh, Freddie can pull off and, and uh, does it so very well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's bring it on over to the final track of the album. I guess the first part of it, if you want to consider it that, Seven Seas of Rye. Chris? Yeah, this really uh, kind of throws it off a little bit. Because, again, when I first went into listening to this record, I thought that was the actual song. Because I'm like, oh, nice. That's a great way to... And I'm like, oh, this is just a weird... Uh, Abridged version. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, unfortunately, I'm going to have to just out of principle and just knowing what's coming next, I'm going to have to terminate this. But that also leads to the issue. Like, where does that end the record? (laughs) On Jesus? Jesus, yeah. (laughs) So that... Again, but, we know what should have been there, but you flushed Night Comes Down, so I don't yes. know where your closer is on this one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm kind of I'm in a real kind of rough uh, position here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't, but yeah, I, I'm gonna stick to my guns. Yeah, I'm gonna terminate that. Okay, uh, Kath. All right, well, I'm yeah. gonna give this the flush. Yeah. Close with Son and Daughter or The Night Comes Down. Thank you. Well, yes. well, I am approaching this as listening to this album for the first time in 1973 and not knowing what's coming next. And t- to be brutally honest, I haven't heard the full version on Queen 2. This is the only Where version. Where have you been? This is the, <laughs> I know. Hey, I, I said it. I, I'll admit. I mean, that, I'm excited for this discography because I don't know that much Queen. So... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the love. Uh, I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it when I listened to it. Um, I get why you would terminate it because I imagine the full version is better, and mm. that's the one you would take. But I don't know that because I haven't heard it. So I'm gonna right. give it the love for right now. Yeah, I I can uh, agree completely with Alex there that it was. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of cool to, in, in some ways, not knowing it that oh, they ended like the little one minute and ten I, instrumental I will, that was interesting. To, right. I mean, I can see how Chris you could see it. It is it, a ding dong ditch. It really yeah. is. It's a that's <laughs> a good way to door put door it. Yeah. And then I we just, ran I away. Just don't <laughs> see, wait, 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 wait! I don't what's see going any on here? excuse I for got this up song. And, I, I I don't. I will admit, maybe I would have liked I it. I mean, listening they, to this forty-eight years ago, maybe I went, "Oh, that's kind of a cool, like, uh, like, uh, like a yeah, epilogue way to end the record." But it's like, but I had a hard time just because so, I love the uh, the read the whole version. It was, it was one of my favorite Queen songs, so I had this. Mm-hmm. I had to look at. I couldn't disassociate myself from that. It just, if Kevin says go yeah. with your gut, my gut reaction to this song was, "Oh, that's kind of cool. It sounds a little almost like Chicago in a way." Um, so I, I, uh, you know, didn't have an initial, you know. Wow, I just got punked, you know, like like Chris did. So <laughs> yeah. it, just, it, it was okay where, for where, me. Where's the rest of the song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pull the plug on you as you're, as you're <laughs> listening to the record. So I can yeah. see the irritation with that. So a friendly disagreement there on the terminates and the flush. Uh, I'm not too wedded to my love. It's just a circumstantial, mm-hmm. really. All right. All right. That is it. Yeah, that closes it out. Anybody got a rating change? Looks yeah. like Alex only has one flush there and two buys. I, I, I think a seven. Uh, yeah, should, should, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna bump it up a full point. I'm gonna go to eight out of ten. I think I'm gonna stick with seven point five. Yeah, I think I. You know what? Uh, I'm going up to a seven point five. I'm gonna join Chris and you, Mark. You were nice. at seven point five okay. unless you bump. 
Yeah, I'm staying okay. 7.5. I, I feel strong with that, and that really makes it one of the stronger uh, debuts, really. Um, just checking back. I know Kevin was lagging a bit on Pink Floyd and Metallica. <laughs> well, I, I think it's hard to well, top Van Well, and, and, and here, really. here's something I find, found kind of interesting, and, you know, obviously they probably have more successful, or they do have more successful albums to come, but, you know, just going, reading kind of reviews on this album and going off of all music, this one actually had a lower rating than I would have ex- expected. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. It's underappreciated, I think. I'm excited yeah. for what's to come to I've, kind of yeah. get blown we, away. We so. might have a case where the, the popular albums we love or we don't love that much and maybe the deep cuts we do love. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm primed to be a deep cut queen guy. Yeah because their songs are so ubiquitous yeah. and that I don't need to hear them ever again. Right. That, I mean, I really am like a Queen plus one fan. Where that's, I've heard the hits a zillion times, and there's a few right. songs here and there, like Scandal, that aren't really huge hits that I do like a lot. So that's kind of where I am. That's why I like this album a lot, because it's. I feel like it almost has a bit of this cult following to it. Like, you know, outside of maybe Liar and uh, Keep Yourself Alive, I feel like people don't really go to the first Queen record that much. And it no, just, and it's, it's just, it's heavy too. It's yeah. heavy and it's got this like, yeah, it's got like that glam, like Slade kind of feel to it, but it's, it's a great debut and it's their intro to the end of the career. So, yeah. So for our opener, would everyone agree that keep yourself alive? I think the chorus of that is just so evocative. Of oh everything yeah. Everything queen. Yeah. yeah. Just that. It's a great, all, two buys great, and yeah. two loves. Right. I mean, it's a great way to, I mean, it was a great way to start their career too. Why not? A, being a great way to start the uh, the discography. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. want to start it from okay, the that top was quick. end of, of Keep Yourself Alive? Just start it opening riff or the I chorus? I would think the, we got to get to the chorus. Okay. Yeah, because it's going to take a little too, bit to get there. That's too bad. That'd be a great way yeah, to start out. Yeah, just with that. Uh, yeah, just a ding, 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 as, the, as the show's right. opening. Yeah. But if you think about yeah. 30 no, no, seconds, I, you don't, you want, I don't even know if you get any Freddy in the first 30 seconds, and you got to get it. We'll just extend yeah. it. We'll just we'll just play the first like Ke- half the song. Ke- <laughs> Ke- 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 they, they, they can wait. Yeah, our audience can wait. Kev, maybe yeah, and they'll to, thank us for it. Kev, <laughs> maybe you have to do a Pink Floyd edit. Little mashup again. Oh, do, I don't do know. it from the uh, from from a from a good reason instead of the wall when it just got mashed up because we skipped five songs. Go go listen <laughs> yeah, to that episode, yeah. all you Queen fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know if there's a Queen Pink Floyd rivalry, but I promise that uh, well the that mentions of them will die down yes, as we get I, deeper. I already into apologize. I already apologize. Yeah. What about the uh, <laughs> all right? What about the thirty seconds? Keep keep yourself alive. That was yeah, it. Keep yourself alive. Keep yourself yeah. Oh, that is. Oh, so that's just yeah, that yeah. part. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. That, or, yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, as yeah. a final closer here, uh, what yeah. do you take away from this album in your own creative work? Anybody got any uh, takeaways from 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 Queen's debut work here? Um, uh, I mean, as far as uh, uh, just in the context of the band. Yeah. What do you it, take away? I can I can go first. Um. I, I would say that, um, I mean, if, if that's going to be your thing in the quick transitions and the, uh, the, the, that we are going to have that, um, what's it, it's, it's called through, thorough composed, yeah, through composed, composed, where it's really like there, it is an AB abacab, you know, it really is just a stream of consciousness type, uh, song structures, which this isn't quite, but I, I really admire the confidence of it right mm-hmm. off the bat. And I feel like if you're going to go with that as a concept, you know, it seems kind of more like an abstract concept, but, uh, I appreciate that. I feel like that, uh, that, that could, uh, you know, I, I don't write much music anymore, but that's the kind of thing that I could see integrating into to my work, whether it's, it's, 
this uh, film or or music. Just uh, having that confidence to go with the the, the if the ideas are flowing, then they're good stuff. Put them to paper. Right. Put them to 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 to, to record. Yeah. Put them to film. Yeah, you know so, what I you know, like every young. I was oh, going to say, uh, I stick to your guns is what I'm going to say. You know, yeah. they, they have a sound and, you know, this, uh, this album was somewhat successful. Obviously they made a second one. Um, but, uh, they didn't have a problem sticking to their sound for the next, how many albums and even probably throughout their career, you could right. say, you know, they, but there's not a lot of bands where you can put on the first album and the last album and be like, yep, yeah, Queen, right. yep, Queen, you know? That's Queen, <laughs> so, yep. yeah. yeah. And, they were, and they weren't afraid to rock either. I think that was, uh, yeah, even as... I like that takeaway. Don't be afraid to rock. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, and I'll, yeah. <laughs> Just stay away from the ballads, cut I, down the pan, you know, like everything quite right. Don't title. be afraid to rock. <laughs> right, You're right. Even, even the ballads on here, I mean, have the energy. Whether or not they flow the best all the time but yeah there is always uh, i mean yeah that was one thing they never the energy was always there and that's one thing i mean that is put them on the on that mount rushmore of rock bands yeah that they were a band that just yeah, they fired on all cylinders yeah from the very get-go which mm-hmm. uh yeah like the yeah like uh van halen and like metallica i mean there there was no uh yeah there was just scorched earth yeah yeah they were ready yeah they were ready yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right, oh, oh. Alex, any takeaways? Yeah, or are you no. just agreeing with yeah I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I was going to say, yeah, don't be afraid, because it, it seems like they just were so prepared, and, like, they knew, they, they could see the big picture, like, 30, 40 years out of, like, kind of what band they were going to be, and they just kicked the door down, and you had this charismatic, unique front man, you had a band that all the members can shred and hold their own on it. They can mm-hmm. write radio rock hits, and then they can get really kind of proggy and folky. And and I don't know, like I haven't listened to any of the previous members' bands. I haven't heard any of the demos, so I don't know what their mindset was like. Where were they trying to make an album for themselves and screw the record industry? We're gonna do what we want, and or were they? trying to do half and half where they were going to make some songs that were going to sell. And then the rest of it are going to be like, all right, we're going to make these weird proggy songs that we like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we go back to Pink Floyd and I, I guess it's interesting because you could almost kind of say the same thing about them. Like, you know, Piper, I feel like that they were probably trying to just make an album that pleased them and not <laughs> most of us weren't fans of that. So it's like it's it's kind of an interesting to say like you know make the album that you want to make and do what you want to do because I like it here but maybe if another band like Being Floyd does it I don't like it so right. uh, I don't know. you know that's it's tricky a really interesting comment that you said that uh, they had a vision for what they the sound they wanted and what they wanted the band to be and that reminds me of something that was said about Axl Rose 15 years later with Guns N' Roses in their debut album and that they knew long before recording that what they wanted to be. And if you think about it, I don't know that anybody's drawing similarities between the Queen debut and the Guns N' Roses debut. But, I mean, if you think about that debut, I mean, there's a ton of songs on there. There's a ton of material. Everyone was bringing, I don't add the wrote a lot, but everyone was writing yeah. songs and riffs and lyrics. And it was a group effort. Mm-hmm. And in right. that sense, you really felt the group effort from this album. And hopefully, and I, I know enough Queen to know that that will continue. Despite right. the stardom of Freddie Mercury, they were still a well-even yeah. Yeah, fair yeah, band. Yeah. In the studio, I mean, they were definitely four guys, yeah, that were competent to contribute, where it wasn't just, like, 
like an Eagles or whatever, or, or yeah, yeah, where you have two guys and it's kind of everybody else is just like, well, this is what it is, yeah, the way it is. And if you ride. Want, right. If you want to be join it, fine. If not, then get the hell out. But yeah, that, <laughs> Queen, yeah, Queen, yeah, Queen. Luckily, was not that kind of, which yeah, helped them exist for almost twenty years yeah. with the classic yeah. lineup. So. Hoping that sense of camaraderie continues, and we will find out if it does next time. It's the 1970s, so we don't have to set our time machine too far ahead. Just one year, maybe you'd rather just stick around and wait for 1974 to come around because 1973 was such a fun time. Can definitely say wasn't around for it, but uh, certainly seemed like it would have been for music and as far as the albums that were released around this time. And we will see you next time with 1974's Queen the Second. Yeah.